This happened to me when I had just graduated from high school. I had taken a course in the arts and had decided to move out of town to the big city. Now, there were two means of travel. One was by bus, and the other by train. I normally take the bus, but then I found out that it would take at least three days to get to the city, especially with the multiple stops that we would make. So I decided to take the train instead. This was going to be my first train experience, and I thought it would make for a good story to tell. So, after hiring a moving service to move some of my things to the city, I bade my parents goodbye, got on the first trip, and left my hometown. I had always been apprehensive of riding the train on account of how hot it seemed and how it would always be portrayed as being completely crowded with passengers. But instead, when I boarded the train, it looked like a bigger version of the buses I would ride in. It was clean, and it had smooth, leather-upholstered seats. What's more, it was fully air-conditioned, and to my surprise, there was Wi-Fi. I picked my seat next to the window and sat down. It was a very pleasant feeling as I sat in my seat and watched the country scene fly past me as the train sped on along the tracks. I had no idea just how fast and incredible a train ride was, and I couldn't believe what I was missing. There were other passengers as well, some of whom I recognized. They were talking with one another, and eventually, I would join in on their conversation. They were talking about the train we were on. They were talking about how it had been recently refurbished, and that we were the first passengers to ride on it. I'm really impressed, one passenger said. They really outdid themselves with this. I was told, when I was booking my ticket, that they installed an AC and Wi-Fi, another passenger said. Now I can work on my laptop while I'm commuting. It's about time too, another passenger added. I mean, I liked the passenger cars before, but this is a major upgrade. Better than going to the scrapyard. After all, you don't get to see the trains like this more often. I wondered what the train cars were like before all the refurbishing and upgrades. I then took out my phone and decided to do a little research about this. I would find that the train that we were riding was one of the oldest and most recognized trains in the entire county. It had a very celebrated career of transporting famous celebrities and products. There was even a story about how it served as a hospital transport during the outbreak of the Spanish influenza, and at one time was used as a president's private train. I found it very interesting indeed, and the notion that we were the first passengers to ride the newly refurbished train was something of a prestige in its own right. I then settled back into my seat and continued to watch the scenery. A couple of hours went by and we made our first rest stop. I got down and walked to the nearest food stall and decided to have a quick dinner. The train wouldn't leave for the next 30 minutes, so I had enough time to stretch my legs out and probably get some water and snacks. As I was eating dinner, I watched as the train was slowly taking passengers in 
when I noticed a very odd man in one of the cars, standing by the window. He wore a faded-looking suit, and he had a very thin face with hollowed cheeks and eyes. I assumed quickly that he was a passenger that just boarded the train. And yet, I couldn't shake this odd feeling that he was looking at me with such intensity. I quickly brushed it off as just my tired brain and overactive imagination. After all, this was my first train ride and I was probably tired from the experience of riding it. After I had finished eating and stretching my legs out, I quickly boarded the train once more, departed the station, and went on with our journey to the city. I settled back in my seat, looked out the window, and stared into the night sky. It would be another couple of hours before we reached the city, and I wanted to wake up feeling refreshed and ready. So I pulled my travel pillow on, draped a small blanket on my body, and drifted off to sleep. A couple of hours later, I began to feel quite hot. Odd, I thought to myself. Why was it hot? Is the AC off? Broken? I tried to ignore it and continued to sleep. But I was beginning to feel beads of sweat drip down my face, neck, and back. I could feel myself sticking to the leather of the seat, so I woke up and began to wipe away the sweat from my face. As soon as I wiped it off, I suddenly noticed something very odd. I saw that I was all by myself in the train car. I looked around and saw that the train car looked completely different. The newly upholstered leather seats were gone. Instead, the seats had cracked, faded leather, and a bit of its foam was protruding out. The windows were covered entirely in dirt and the entire car was completely hot. I got up and reached for the conductor bell, only to find the string had been cut. Wondering how I got here, I called for the conductor, but there was no one who came. I started to walk along the aisle and into the next car. The next car's interior was equally dilapidated, with rusted seats and fog-covered windows. Then I saw the first person since waking up. It was a man, specifically the strange thin man I had seen through the train's window. He just stood in the aisle, staring at me. I began to walk towards him. Excuse me, I called. Where is the conductor? Are we still on the same train? The strange man said nothing, but simply nodded his head. He then walked to one of the seats and sat down. Curious, I walked towards him. As soon as I was close to him, I could easily make out the rest of the strange man's features. What I thought at first were hollowed cheeks and eyes was simply a gaunt face. The faded gray suit he wore was even more faded than I had expected, with bits of it being torn and tattered. The odd thing about the suit was that it looked like a train conductor's suit, but almost older. Excuse me, I said again. Are we still on the train to the city? 
This time, the man looked at me, and I could see the pupils of his eyes. They were completely dark. He then opened his mouth and said in a low and slow tone, Next stop. <laughs> Suddenly, the train began to jerk as though it were being pushed from behind. I lost my footing and held on to the nearest set of seats. Then I felt the train going faster and faster, as if it were running away from something. I looked out the window and saw fire. What in the world was happening? I looked up from my seat and saw the strange man standing up and looking at me. This time, he was completely terrifying to look at. His gaunt face now had scorch marks and blisters all over. His neck and arms had cuts with blood trickling down, and his mouth had opened to reveal a wide, toothless grin. Slowly, I began to see other people appear behind him. They didn't look like the passengers I had boarded with. They were completely different. Their faces were as equally garish and scorched as the strange man. Some had gashes that went across the face, while others had their faces completely burned. I couldn't believe what I was seeing as I tried to find the strength to get up and run, but it was as if something was weighing me down towards the seat. I could still feel the train's speed going faster and faster, and the flames outside growing higher and hotter. I then heard guttural groans coming from the people that crowded over me, and the strange man was now leaning towards me and saying the same phrase in the same low and slow tone. Next stop. The train lurched forward and began to shake, and I could hear the sound of screeching metal below me. I then saw the doors leading to the previous car burst into flames as I felt the car skid off the tracks. I then heard the people cry in horror and agony and I closed my eyes and waited for what was coming. I opened my eyes to see the conductor gently shaking me awake. I looked around and saw that the car was back to normal, and I could feel the cold air of the AC blasting all around. I saw the familiar passengers I had boarded with staring at me with worry on their faces. Are you all right? the conductor asked me. Shall I fetch for a nurse when we get to the city? What happened? I asked in complete bewilderment. You were having a rather violent dream. Your fellow passengers were worried about you, and they tried to wake you, but you wouldn't wake up. I... I... I stammered for a bit. Then I remembered the train being engulfed completely in flames. The train... Was it on fire? Was it going fast? The passengers and the conductor looked at me with confused looks. Then the conductor said, No, I'm sorry, but the train was never on fire, and we have been going at the same speed. But I saw the train on fire, I said, and there was a strange man in a suit and other passengers that looked like they were burnt and the conductor let out a deep sigh and said, I'll get you some tea 
Please wait a moment. He walked to the next car while I fumbled myself back into my seat, trying to make sense of what I had just seen. I was not imagining it, nor was I dreaming about it. At least, I'd like to think so. But there was no way I was imagining feeling the train car skid out of the tracks and the sweat on my body. Once the conductor returned with the tea, I drank it in one gulp. I began to tell the conductor what I had seen, and for some strange reason, the conductor seemed to be very much interested in what I was saying. Then the conductor sighed and said, Do you know the history of this train? When I shook my head, he continued, This used to be the most sought-after train in the early 1900s. It was famous for transporting celebrities, and even this country's president at the time. One day, a circus company booked the train for a year's worth and used it as a circus train. For the next few months, this train transported a hundred performers all over the country. Until one night, while everyone was asleep, the train began to lose control of its brakes and started to speed up. At the same time, the burner for the engines began to emit sparks and slowly began to engulf the train in flames. It skid off the tracks and crashed into a ravine, killing almost everyone on board, including the conductors. That's horrible, I said. What happened next? They were buried in a mass grave in what should have been their next stopover. After that, the company decided to repair this train and continued its services. However, we have heard passengers tell stories about seeing the train engulfed in flames and seeing burnt people on board. The most famous of the stories we hear is of a man dressed in an old conductor suit saying to them, Next stop. My eyes widened with horror as I heard him say that. I had never told the conductor what the strange man constantly said. So when I heard it, I was even more convinced that what I saw, or felt, really did happen. The train arrived in the big city the next day. And as I disembarked from the train, I looked over my shoulder and saw the strange man standing in the same spot as before, looking out from the window, opening his lips. I could visibly read his lips as it sent chills down my spine. Next stop. <laughs>